Today, uh, the Biden administration is selling off our oil to a Chinese company where, of course, Hunter Biden is an investor. No conflict of interest there. Speaking of Biden, he's announced a new executive order on abortion. We'll get into that. Also, Pride Month might be over, but uh, the indoctrination of your children is not. We've got all of that and more coming up, and it all starts right now. Friday. Happy Friday. I'm Sarah Gonzalez. Welcome to the News and Why It Matters. Today, I am very excited because it feels like it's been one million years since we have uh, gotten the gang back together. But uh, we've got Alex Stein, Blaze TV contributor, host of Conspiracy Castle, which you should be subscribed to back in the building. Also, Aussie princess herself, Sydney <laughs> Watson, uh, which, of course, as she would say, the creatively named YouTube channel, Sydney Watson, which you should be subscribed to as well. Thank Did you, I get Sarah. that right? Aussie princess. Yes. I'm going to take it. Yeah. I'm going to wear it. It feels so good to get the gang back together. It's like a, you know, a pair of jeans that just fit just right. Yes. You know, it's nice. High vibration. It is. And you know, I love vibrational energy. You but do. But sadly, you know, it's funny. This Friday, it feels, even though this is a short week, it feels long. Like I kind of came in this morning kind of tired. Yeah, I don't know. Too. What is that? What? I mean, um, well, I think it's that Joe Biden is president <laughs> and everything sucks. Yeah, you're yes, probably that is right. never ending. I also think, I feel like everything is kind of negative right now. Yeah, oh, a for lot sure. Of, kind of? Oh, no, it's very negative. I don't know. I, I don't know if that's a universal thing. Well, and everybody's saying CERN turned on their new hard-on collider. I don't even know how to say it. Hard-drawn? I don't know. People are going to kill me in the comments. But, yeah, I don't know if that's actually making things weird. But things just are weird right now. Are you yeah. excited about that, Alex? Do you think they're going to create a black hole and then just suck I it? wish. Yeah. I would go jump in it right now. I'd take my cats <laughs> and I'll go jump in it just to inspect it. As long as you, as long as you take your cats. Um, yeah. uh, well, speaking of negative and negativity, uh, here's one for you. The Biden administration allowed over 5 million barrels of American oil released from the U.S. Of course, these are emergency reserves. Emergency reserves. They don't want to allow us to just, you know, become energy independent and tap into our own oil. Uh, they just want to sell away our emergency reserves. They're sending them overseas to Europe and Asia, including China, uh, despite their claim that releasing oil from the reserves would provide some relief to Americans feeling the pain at the pump. That sounds familiar, kind of like sending how many billions of dollars over to Ukraine uh, while Americans suffer. So they're releasing roughly a million barrels uh, from the Strategic Petroleum Reserve each day until October. <laughs> like, why have an emergency supply if you're just going to be like, who wants some oil? You want some oil? You want some oil? Everyone gets oil. Uh, and uh, look, I just want to... I want to get your thoughts on that, guys. But I also want to just bring into the into the conversation here, as we're talking about this oil that Joe Biden is uh, selling to other places and not allowing Americans any sort of relief at the pump. Uh, the Biden administration announced that 950,000 strategic petroleum reserve barrels would be sold to Unipec. This is a trading arm of the China Petroleum Corporation, uh, and it's a company that's wholly owned by the Chinese government. However, a private equity firm that was co-founded by none other than Hunter Biden uh, previously owned a stake in this particular uh, parent company valued at $1.7 million dollars. And um, I don't know, it just 
seems a little bit a uh, conflict of interest here. That um, <sighs> it, you know, I feel like we had this conversation. You, I, you guys probably were not here at the time. It was pre-election, but we were like, hey guys. There's some really shady business dealings that he has clearly arranged mm -hmm. for his son in these really shady places like China and Ukraine. And it feels a whole lot like we're setting ourselves up to be played by, uh, by our top leader here who is just going to allow these things to happen because he clearly doesn't have a problem with conflict of interest. And, of course, here we are. Well, I think, you know, we have to make the point it's like, the most redeeming quality about Hunter Biden is that he sleeps with prostitutes and smokes crack. That, you know, that's the good part about him. The bad part no, about him. He also gets his uh, his brother's wife pregnant. Yeah, he got his that brother's too. wife pregnant. Don't but what I'm that. saying, the <laughs> terrible stuff is that he's doing all of these war crimes, whatever you want to call it, these business dealings in these foreign countries that are having war, that are you know subsidizing our gas, our energy all done on purpose so that they'll put us on a battery that has to be charged by fossil fuels. <laughs> so it's just very so redundant. Stupid. It makes no sense. So Hunter Biden, go back to smoking crack and not doing deals with the Chinese government. I think it's interesting that Trump was impeached over a phone call. Mm -hmm. Yes. That coincidentally involved a world leader mm -hmm. who has ties to Hunter and Joe Biden. Mm -hmm. And yet Joe Biden can take American oil that is meant for the American people, sell it to a company that is affiliated with his son and a company that also works with his son. And somehow that's okay. Yeah. And they look us in the face and say Joe Biden has nothing to do with Hunter's business interests. Like they're right. not connected. Right. And they're obviously connected. There's there's on video Hunter saying he works for his dad. He mm -hmm. gives 10% to the big guy. I mean, yeah. this is all right in our face. And nobody's, they'll fact check Donald Trump all day long. I wish they would fact check Hunter Biden. Well, you know, it's, it's really... Uh, it really frustrates me. Um, Sydney, I, you made a great point about uh, President Trump being impeached for that phone call because that's like the most epic proportions of gaslighting because the phone call was about this kind of crap that they're doing right now. Yes. It's like that's literally mm -hmm. why he was yep. talking about Joe yep. Biden being corrupt and trying to root that out. He wasn't making it up. Mm -hmm. It's literally happening. Yeah. And we're supposed to believe that he was the bad guy in all of this. And you know what I'm thinking now? This is my, I always have to, you know, preference it by conspiracy. But I think that, <laughs> that the Democratic Party knows that Joe Biden's crooked. And that's why people aren't endorsing him for 2024. Like, I think, I mean, I have hope that a lot of this will get exposed mm -hmm. sooner than later, I hope. I would say they're not endorsing him because he's... In dead? significant mental <laughs> Yeah, but they also know that he's a crook. Well, I that, guarantee that, that. That's true because... But that's been true forever, that he yeah. never would have made it to president if he weren't a crook. This well, is what's remarkable Well, about that's it. true, but they did. I mean, they censored uh, the New York Post from Twitter when they tried to report on Hunter mm -hmm. Biden's laptop. Like, mm -hmm. there was a time mm -hmm. when the mainstream media was trying to cover this up. Now you read Hunter Biden's stories on NBC News, and you're like, wait a second, I thought you weren't reporting on this. I, I think the thing that, like, sort of triggers and upsets me about a lot of these stories when we talk about them is that you kind of have this basic understanding that the people at the top are never going to be held accountable. Yeah. It's very rare that they are. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think that the only Unless reason that Trump. Right. I was going to say the only reason that Trump was held accountable yeah. or, you know, the, the reason that everybody went after him so hard is because there was a wave, there was a force of people who hated him because he stood for everything that they're not. You mm -hmm. know, he's people don't have to like him to admit that he was good at what he did yeah. in a lot of ways. And people fault him for some of the things he didn't achieve. Fine, fair enough. But I also would say the guy is not a monolith and he's also going up against a monolith of like people who will not let him get 
through whatever. The other people, Nancy Pelosi, bloody her husband. I mean, yeah, just DUI charges. That's cool. I mean, yeah, let's just let that go. All these people that are in in top there at the top, nothing ever happens to them. Even think about, you know, Ghislaine Maxwell, Ghislaine Mm -hmm. Maxwell. We still have no idea who was on our client list. So I'm sorry to bring it up. That's just, that's stuck in my guts. That's been sticking you, in my guts for weeks. You shouldn't be sorry to bring it up. It just makes me mad. I just think nobody ever gets held to account, except you and me, when we don't pay the $4 that we owe in taxes, then everyone screams at us. Oh, and then I owe then way more prison. than that in taxes. Now yeah. prison. No, yeah. but you know when you, like, they go, here's a little bit more that you owe, and you're like, oh my God. Yeah, and yeah. Like, and, now and, you're in and also we're charging you interest. <laughs> yeah. But you don't get interest back whenever we keep your money and then send it back exactly. to you at the end of the year. Work out how much you owe, and then when it's wrong, prison. <laughs> Guys, I love taxes. I want to pay more in taxes. Really? As long, yeah, as long as it funds the teachers' unions and helps get masks and vaccines to people. Do you want to pay mine? I will to start. Yeah, maybe. You want to pay mine too? Yeah, maybe. I know. As long I'll as it gets you. more masks and more vaccines, and yeah, I just love paying my taxes. <laughs> well, I want to, uh, you know, talking about gaslighting uh, this administration, it seems to be all that they do. I want to bring in a White House press secretary. The lovely <laughs> Karine Jean-Pierre. I mean, you want to talk about this is like the poster child, the, the example, the most amazing example you could ever have of why affirmative action is a bad idea. She is the worst ever at her job. But here she is trying to uh, tell you that actually, despite what you may uh, see whenever you go to the grocery store or the gas pump or literally anywhere else, uh, that the economy is stronger than it's been in history. Watch. We look at where we are economically, and we are in a strong, uh, we are stronger economically than we have been uh, in history. When you look at the unemployment numbers at 3.6%, when you look at the jobs numbers. Oh, okay. Now relate that back to all of the inflation and how much more everyone is paying and the fact that nobody's actually getting raises so uh, they can't afford to feed their families. But don't worry, because Joe Biden's administration says, don't believe your lion eyes. Believe what we tell you. Yeah, well, KJ, like you said, is out of her league. I mean, she doesn't even know what she's doing. Half the time she's flipping through a book, yeah. doesn't even know the you know tech book, textbook answer to give them. So... Listen, I don't trust a word she says. They even have, you know, Joe Biden on camera saying that, you know, excuse me, they have a voicemail. Him talking to Hunter, admitting that they're doing business dealings. And then Peter Ducey asks uh-huh. that, and she just uh-huh. ignores it. So she's just a that liar. That was such a good clip. That was a really good she clip. Said, and, and he literally, he said, well, he left the voicemail. We heard the voicemail. <laughs> but you guys said that he had no idea about Hunter's business dealings. But clearly he did. And she just said, like... What the president said stands. Yeah, exactly. It's like, but we just heard the voicemail. <laughs> he said, you're in the clear, Hunter. I mean, it couldn't be more obvious. I mean, and I guess I do have to give her credit. She's good at just lying through her teeth. So Yeah, but she's not, though, because at least a good liar, you go, you know, they mix enough truth in with a lie that you yeah. believe them. And you go, yeah. oh, yeah, but this is just, the economy is doing great. <laughs> for, for who? Well, Saki, <laughs> Saki also, at least, um, she was, I mean, I hated it, but yeah. she was very condescending yeah, she was, whenever yeah. she, yeah, she, she was a swore. smug something yeah. she whenever was, she would deliver the line it was very confident maybe we say it in french or it won't be so bad Chien. she's a Chien. i have there no idea no french on the show unless okay. you're saying je ne sais quoi that's the only french word i know <laughs> well, t- i'll teach you some after okay okay but let's <laughs> go gotcha. to the the Karine jean perrine because she's she's french. <laughs> jean what, no no really they're KJ both i mean i don't Pierre. know who's worse which one of them is worse 
I liked I liked the fact that Saki was Saki's you know, t- more talented and better than KJ. Which, yeah. which honestly is saying I feel bad a lot for KJ, because so- I still Saki was so bad. Yeah, Saki was. Like Saki was not. I don't want this. To, I don't. She wasn't good. It's just that KJ. Who would you pick for your so soccer bad. team, Sarah? If you had to pick, and gone to my head, those were the only left. options. Yes, to play on your Saki. soccer team. Okay. I mean, I'd still be upset she about. Bigger. Yeah. She's like a good goalie. No. Okay. She's definitely more vicious, and you know, KJ just sits there and gets run over like a, you know, ste- she gets steamrolled by the press. So it's kind of sad that this is our press secretary that represents our president, and she can't answer the simplest of questions. Well, I think it's also that they kind of live in an alternate reality. I think that's oh, what that's I'm realizing true. about these folks and these politicians and things is that they just not, they're not grounded in the world that you and I live in, which, I mean, that's not a, you know, profound statement. But if they're saying things like, oh, yes, the economy's doing great, and then you look at actually how much money people are making, the facts that we've printed, I, and don't quote me on this, I was reading this yesterday, it's taken us so long to get to $7 trillion in debt, and in the past two years, I believe that we've added an additional $7 trillion yeah. in debt, which means that where's that money coming from? Yeah, yeah. You know, who are you, who well, you borrowing print, from? How print, much print, more are you print, printing? Print, 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 print. Well, Mitch McConnell even said, you know, Americans aren't suffering now because of their stimulus. He still thinks $600 is lasting. Yeah, he yeah. said that recently. Yeah, he just said that. So he just said that. Yes, he said they're still living high How on the hog. He literally just said that. People are still in power. They're just out of touch. I mean, look at Nancy we Pelosi. Keep voting them well, in. that's what I'm saying. Like, who the hell is still voting for these? Well, there's people. really no options. That's the other thing as well. Is that you know, you look at these career politicians, and because they have so much funding behind them, they have so much additional support from people who are around them. Yeah. They just keep getting voted back in because people aren't interested enough in going. Hey, actually, who else is out there? People don't want to run because they know that you kind of have to sell your soul to work in politics. Look at how many people are in parliament or, or in Congress or the Senate and whatever. And after a little while, they just become completely corrupt because you're just surrounded by other corrupt people. Mm-hmm. Well, I just had to say, you know, Nancy. Pelosi's breasts are much bigger than I thought and much more supple than I ever thought. So I would probably vote for her again, to be honest. Would you? I might move to California that just did to it vote for, you. for yeah. yeah, because at least it she's letting that, it all yeah. hang out. As 82 it, years old, I hope when I'm 82, I'm just letting it all hang out in a thong like mm. that. I hope your boobs get to that size. I know, they might. Oh, they might. They might. Come on, you don't act like you didn't like that picture. Everybody likes that picture. Listen, <laughs> listen. I said this with uh, Chad Prather yesterday on his show. And you know, Chad loved that picture. Of course. <laughs> but I. This is just another, well, this is just another reminder, ladies, you're not ugly, you're just poor. (laughs) Because if you can afford the plastic surgery that Nancy Pelosi and all of these other people can afford, you too can have boobs that look that good at 105 years old. All right? Don't feel bad about yourself. She's doing well for the Crypt Keeper. That's where you're trying to get at. I guess she is. Uh, All right, let's uh, let's go ahead and take a break. We will be back with more. First, we want to thank our sponsor, Tommy John. So listen, I don't know personally because I'm not a man, nor do I identify as a man, nor do I have the uh, the bits down there. But I hear, Alex, maybe you can confirm. I hear when it's summer, uh, typical underwear you're wearing. It gets a little it gets a little sweaty. Well, I only wear a thong, so I I, I kind of <laughs> like it when it's all bunched up. But that's not the normal for most men. So when you wear a thong, where does the string go? What's, you know what? Never you mind. know exactly where <laughs> it goes, mind. and Never that's mind. where I like it to go. But Tommy John is a great product. Tommy John uh, doesn't want to associate with him at all, <laughs> no. but what I want to tell you They about, should start selling thongs, Tommy John. That's one thing. Please make a Tommy John thong. Make a Tommy John thong for Alex, and I can promise you it will be the most comfortable thong that you will ever wear because all of their stuff is. Uh, their underwear is super, super breathable, so really recommended in the summer. But they also have loungewear. They have bras. They have bralettes. They have everything for women, men. Men, whoever wants to not only stay cool, but also 
literally have the softest thing you will ever have on your body. You guys think I'm joking around and then you buy it and you're like, holy crap, she wasn't playing. Okay, you're covered with their best pair you'll ever wear or it's free, guaranteed. You gotta go there. It is tommyjohn.com slash why. You'll get 20% off your first order. Go there. It is tommyjohn.com slash why. See site for details. Joe Biden announced that he is going to sign an executive order. Uh, He says protecting access to reproductive health care services. This is obviously uh, aimed at the overturning of Roe v. Wade. It's interesting because he announced it like it was this big breaking thing that was very important, high priority for him. But it's been like two weeks since uh, all of that happened. And here he is, of course, uh, barely uh, you know, doddering up to the press conference stand to talk about it. Um, I want to go through sort of what the order is supposed to do. And then, of course, I want to play for you Joe Biden not being able to speak because that's <laughs> what you really came here for. Um, so the order is not going to have any impact on the nationwide legality of abortion procedures. Um, obviously, that decision was given back to the states, but the order does direct uh, HHS to take or consider a host of actions to protect, quote, reproductive health care services, protect patients' privacy and access to, they say, factual information. That's when you know that it really is true whenever the government has to specify that they are providing you access to factual information and promote the safety of patients, health care providers and third parties. And so HHS is supposed to report back to Joe Biden Uh, in like 30 days. And then it says HHS is supposed to take additional action to protect medication abortions, expand contraception access, ensure emergency medical care for those who are pregnant or experiencing pregnancy loss. I thought Planned Parenthood did that. Increase public outreach and education efforts and convene volunteer lawyers to represent patients, providers, and third parties. There were really no more uh, details on how that was actually going to play out in the statement, in the fact sheet that they released. But let's listen to Joe Biden Uh, talking about his executive order on abortion today. And, um, you know, oftentimes we say about the Democrats, they're saying the quiet parts out loud. I mean this in a completely different way. He's reading the parts of the teleprompter (laughs) out loud that he's not supposed to actually read. Oh, no. I don't know It is noteworthy that the percentage of women who register to vote and cast a ballot is consistently higher than the percentage of the men who do so. End of quote. Repeat the line. <laughs> are not without electoral and or political or, or maybe precise, not and or or political power. It gives me the worst secondhand embarrassment watching him. Like it wasn't just one. It was end of quote, repeat the line. And then he didn't even repeat the line oh, because he thought his job was already done, that he had read repeat the line on the teleprompter. Well, he can't read. And then did you see Kamala Harris was just in yeah. New Orleans? She yeah. couldn't spell the word Louisiana. Yeah. So these oh, people yes, can't read. They can't they? write. Louisiana. I mean, they, can't, they don't even know how to spell Louisiana. And I went to LSU. And if you spell Louisiana wrong on you know any paper you turn in. Do you get excommunicated? Yeah, you, no, you would just get like points <laughs> off. And these people can't even oh, write Louisiana. I was thinking Louisiana. they would just lynch him. But okay. no. Well, maybe, but I'm just saying this is our this is our president, and we know that he's not there. He's a shadow presidency for somebody else. But it's just sad to watch this. He can't even read a teleprompter, and you do it so well, Sarah. They I need to make you that. president. You'd be good. Blah 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 blah. Abortion is good. Blah 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 blah. Done. They would never be able to troll you. <laughs> I'm not sure that that's what I would say, but I do accept your compliment. You'd have to read what Dude, they wrote. Though. Yeah, it's true. I, like I admit that reading a teleprompter is hard. Anybody who's seen me try to do it knows that I'm like. <laughs> Uh, but but this this is your job, friend. Like he's only this been is, in this for what fifty years? Yeah, exactly. And like you, you've been job. doing yeah. this since you know you were in your infancy. But like, 
it's it's not that hard. No. Like it's it's a little challenging, but they can make the text real big, and then it's okay. I just I just but get see, embarrassed. It just makes me. Well, and it stinks because we're we're like talking about this, but we're not actually talking about why do they want to have abortion so bad? Like they can't take an L. They just can't realize that it's a state's rights issue now. And if people want to go get an abortion, they can go get one, but they have to make the law. You know, they have to put in some sort of extra law in order to guarantee people can go have abortion. It's just very weird. So I want to I want to um, throw into the conversation here uh, Elizabeth Warren, who, mm-hmm. as we're talking about this, uh, you know, abortion topic, she just recently was complaining about crisis pregnancy centers uh, who, you know, they're trying to prevent women from like killing their children, which you would think would be like a pretty cool thing. Uh, but she's calling it a bait and switch and just comes out full force against them. Watch. Senator Warren also taking aim at pregnancy crisis centers. Here in Massachusetts, these so-called uh, crisis pregnancy centers outnumber genuine abortion clinics Great. by awesome. three to one. Wonderful. She says women walk into the centers believing they'll get abortions. Instead, they try to talk women out of it. She calls it a bait and switch. They are giving it over to people who wish them harm. And that has to stop. We need to put a stop to that in Massachusetts right now. Mm, no, I think they just care about the mother and the baby. And the thing is, is that if the fact of the matter is that once a mother actually has the ultrasound, which is typically what's going on here, right? Like mm-hmm. they offer to do an ultrasound. The mother sees the ultrasound and the mother decides that they like, oh, wow, this is I heard the heartbeat. Like, this is amazing. This is a life inside me and I want to keep it. That seems to be uh, if you want a woman's right to choose, that seems to be the way to the, they're choosing That's a choice. They're not like dragging them into the basement, kicking and screaming and keeping them there for nine months. Caging uh, them. Yeah, until they, yeah, yeah, until they labor and bear these babies and then turning them out into the world. Like if you want women to have autonomy over their own decisions, wouldn't you want them to have the information necessary to be able to make that decision? It almost seems like Elizabeth Warren just wants babies killed. I mean, I think that's obvious. And it's just so weird, like, She's just so against these clinics that are helping children, you know, live. And they're saying, oh, this is healthcare." Yet these people still want to mandate a vaccine, which, you know, why do they want to kill all these babies? But they say they want to keep people safe with science from a vaccine. It's just very hypocritical, very weird. And I just don't understand why they'd ever be against a person getting a second opinion Mm -hmm. from an abortion clinic. It seems like, you know, just if they can go to both places and then make the decision after that, then it's their decision. But she's saying it like there's some evil corporation because there are people trying to save a baby. It's the upside down world. It really is. Look at those crazy eyes. She's she really crazy. does have crazy eyes, doesn't she? She is. She really is crazy. She, and she is. Look at that. Is that a, not a Karen? I mean, and she said she's an Indian. She's not even an Indian. She's a liar. These people get in. L- uh, uh, listen, she is a one one thousand twenty fourth Native American. <laughs> Alex, how yeah. dare you? How dare you? Yeah. Well, it's just sad. I just look at the abortion issue, and I know it's a very touchy subject in you know society, but I think it's just meant to divide us too. But when you have leaders like that that are saying these clinics that show the baby's heart beating, and that oftentimes makes them not decide to have an abortion, I don't know how you could ever think that that is bad. I just don't get that. I know. I know. Well, it's like, what do you mean they wish them? Harm. Yeah, I don't get that. I like, just don't understand. It's harmful to show them what's inside them and that it's not, in fact, a clump of cells as everyone has led them to believe. And but the, even, I'm pretty sure, even abortion, like actual abortion clinics in certain states, there are laws that say that they must 
The woman must go through a um, almost like a therapy session, like I think an hour-long therapy session, and then they must be shown ultrasounds to, like you said, demonstrate like mm -hmm. where the baby's at, like what the heart, what, what's going on with heartbeat and brain activity, things like that. And then they have to go away for three days, and mm -hmm. then they can make a choice about what they want to do. Right. But there are states that even do that, and yeah. they don't. They don't seem upset with that. Right. It's. It's. I. I find listening to all of this. I just am like, yeah. The, I think the Democrats are like a hundred percent off the planet with a lot of their takes. Well, that, and that's the thing that I was talking about this um, with Stu the other day, and it's like, if they had not gone completely off the reservation with abortion up until the very point of birth, yeah. the, a minute, a second before they're still allowed to do it. You can't take away a woman's right to choose, damn it. Like if they had not gone that far, if they had just kept it at safe, legal and rare, mm -hmm. I don't think we'd be here right now. Talk. Like, I don't think it would have gone to the Supreme Court. I don't like, I think they would still have that, uh, that they would think it was a constitutional right, but it never was. But like they would still have that it would be federally recognized because they wouldn't have taken it so far. Well, when you look at Europe, I think the average is like 14 weeks is the limit of an abortion. You know, if they had something like that and stuck with it, then more people that are, you know, obviously pro-life would probably be okay. I mean, would be more okay with it, the fact that they literally want to abort these babies after birth. Yeah, so yeah. it just doesn't make sense. Yeah, it really doesn't. Um, all right, we've got more to come. But first, we want to thank our sponsor, Birch Gold. So uh, here's the thing. Uh, you know, it's never good when your nation's supposed authority on economic policy completely misses that big, those big like, flashing red lights of impending inflation. Yeah, uh, Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen has finally admitted that there have been unanticipated and large shocks to the economy that have boosted energy and food prices. Wow, who'd have thunk it? <laughs> huh, supply bottlenecks that affected our economy badly that she says... I didn't at the time fully understand. Oh, that's great. I'm glad you're Treasury Secretary. You know who understood the real threat of inflation? People who invested in gold and silver with Birch Gold Group. They are protecting their savings from a highly turbulent economy by diversifying their 401k or IRA into physical gold. It is not too late. Please, please, please consider doing this. Look at it. I'm not telling you what to do, except I'm telling you to get all of the information available. Otherwise, you are going to just sit around and let your earnings become less and less and less and less. Don't do that. You can text the word why to 989898. You'll get a free no obligation info kit on gold and silver and how you can convert your IRA or 401k to that. It is the word why to 989898. I'm going to let you take the lead on this one. I actually included it in the show because I saw it on your Twitter. There is a <laughs> new Netflix series that is called How to Build a Sex Room. Yeah, it's uh, from the creators of Netflix. They brought us Cuties, which is also a great show. They brought us, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> they teach your kid how to uh, they transition. Gave us, he's expecting. They make the best content. Great, great yeah, he's expecting. Well. I mean, this is Netflix makes the best content. And this show, How to Build a Sex Room, I would watch it. If I wasn't a virgin, I would watch this show every day. But <laughs> mm. sadly, I'm, I'm not going to have sex probably ever. So, um, but this is where we're at in society. Is like, this is a new hit show. This will be a thing soon. Well, I'm just saying, look at you. this. I love when a 75-year-old woman teaches me how to build a sex room. So this is, this that is where like we're at. That looks like Michael Mouse so, a little. Put it back, oh, poor Michael. You were just on Michael's show. I was, wow. I was. Um, so this is a British interior designer, Melanie Rose. Who, and she, So she goes around and meets with couples who describe their fantasies and ask her to transform a space in, uh, space in their home into a sex room. Apparently, one couple 
requested a, quote, luxury dungeon, end quote, with a nine-foot-wide bed to accommodate the couple's five partners and a closet with baskets containing each lover's favorite sex toys. There were also restraints paired with sensual velvet panels and a piece of furniture that doubles as a cage. Oh, my God. This is where we're at. And they probably don't even consider this adult content because it's a home renovation show. It's probably, the kids can probably watch it. I mean, you know, they have to make everything sexual. That's why they have to turn a home renovation show into a sex Does dungeon Does that not show. look like Michael Malice? I'm sorry. I love Michael. He's That's a, a different he, person. He's a sweet <laughs> bean. He looks like Michael Malice. And everybody lives in like a I don't a even one. need to see his eyes. It's Michael. <laughs> who has an extra room in their house to devote it strictly to sex? It lasts like five minutes. You know what I mean? Well, maybe for y'all longer for y'all. I've never had it. I wouldn't know. But I'm just saying, it doesn't make sense. And the in this economy that people have extra rooms to just dedicate the whole entire room to a sex dungeon. It's like, ah, it blows I'm my mind. I'm also like, do these people have children in the house? They must not. Not usually. Because you, you can't do that. <laughs> that I should be a nursery. It should not be yeah. a sex dungeon. Yeah. It should be a place for prayer and respect. Yeah. Um, no, you know what's funny, guys? There's a there's a YouTube channel I really like called Soft White Underbelly, and it's basically a guy who interviews, I think his name's Mark, but he interviews like people from all walks of life. And it's really interesting. You get to learn all about, you know, the different experiences of human beings that are so far out of the realm of, you know, maybe the people that we would mix with. And I watched one the other day about a girl who's very into um, uh, masochism. Like, she mm-hmm. likes receiving pain. Mm-hmm. And so seeing this, all I can think also, about is that a, interview. Probably and, see a therapist. Yeah, yeah I mean, like. there's probably some some stuff yeah, going on. But I feel like she's the kind of person that would would have the sex room. Maybe she's but on the she, show. But she this appeals to, be, this appeals to such a niche audience. There's no way. There's probably on the more of them there. than you would realize, though. That's well, the thing. And, and you're I probably hope right. Not. But this is the biggest streaming service, Netflix. Like, you know, it'd be so hard to get a show, and then finally they make a show about Why don't sex. You, you know, a show. Well, it is well, funny because maybe. Netflix is not doing well right now. No. Like, it, no. it appears that their going woke has not uh, turned out well for them. So they're like, you know what we'll do? How to build a sex room. That's what yeah. we're going to do. That's going to get us back on track. It, it does seem like they're uh, very tone deaf here. Um, so on the topic of talking about, Alex, you mentioned, which, I mean, we don't know to be true, but it wouldn't surprise us if children were allowed access to yeah. this uh, in Netflix. Definitely prob- probably not adult content um, because of the way that they're trying to sexually indoctrin- indoctrinate our children. We saw that all throughout the last month. Thank God the month of June is over, except the drag queens are still at it. Uh, Libs of TikTok just shared this video of a drag queen teaching a young child how to perform for tips. Watch. What is, what, what are we looking at right now? Look at the I'm weird painting. It's like, like, almost like some like blood. Yeah, blood. I mean, what is this? Like, what is the symbology of the head, you know, poking through the bloody artwork of the guy in the thong? Honestly, I don't think there is any. I think that this is just the way that the drag space is. They just like to push the boundaries. I don't think it's necessarily like mental illness. I don't know, man. I feel like everything about this is so sinister. I would believe all of all of the demonic things. Yeah, it reminds me of Marina Abramovich. You think they're possessed? All of them. They need it. But Sid, do you know Exorcism. who Marina? Do you know who Marina Abramovich is? I do not, darling. She's like so. one of the world's most famous occultists and Satanists, and she hangs out with all the celebrities, like you know, um, you know, Pink, and they do all this. But you got to look into it. It's called spirit cooking. She loves it. And she hangs out with John Podesta. Oh but, wait, yeah, wait, wait. wasn't she related? Oh, not related, but didn't she have a relationship with Bourdain before he died? Oh yeah. And he yeah. used to do all of that like weird. 
It's sex magic is what they call it. But yeah, so I'm saying there is something like weird and satanic about that, that art, like in the red. It's not done accidentally. Like you might think, oh, it's just an accident. I think I've just seen like a lot of drag race to know that that's just how they do things. I I don't know. I don't have like a a, a particularly vested interest in what motivates them to do what they do. I just think it's messed up and it needs to stop. Well, if they want to be edgy, that's fine. They can be edgy, but not include kids. I just, that's where you really got to draw the line. Yeah, I mean, let's let's say that they weren't drag queens, right? Let's say that they were... Strippers. Let's say that they were females dressed like that, teaching a young child how to perform for tips. Yes. Like, that's still horribly wrong yeah. in all way, shape, or form. Like, I just can't fathom being a parent and thinking that this was okay. It, it, ju- it blows my mind. It infuriates me. It makes me so sad for all of these children who are being dragged, no pun intended, to these events where they're going to get sexualized and indoctrinated. And, like, they're going to grow up thinking that they need to turn into a performer who performs for tips. And i got to tell you, there's a short list of... The people who do that. I think what's, I think probably the most disconcerting and upsetting part of a lot of this is not just what you've said, but also the fact that children who are prematurely exposed to things, it can really mess them up. I know that the other day um, on Twitter, things are dropping on the floor, excuse me. (laughs) The other day on Twitter, you made a very good point where you said that a 14 year old who'd had sex with, or rather been statutory raped by, Mm A 45-year-old woman, you were very intent that that was wrong. Yeah, of course. um, We were texting, and Sarah was like, I'm just really shocked at the amount of people who are defending this. And Mm -hmm. what's really interesting is that society, slowly but surely, makes you believe that things that are developmentally inappropriate are appropriate in certain contexts. But Mm -hmm. the problem is that it never stays at that certain context. It just grows and grows and grows. So like you saying, 14-year-olds, regardless if they're male or female, should not be having relations, physical relations, with freaking adults. Mm -hmm. Like actual old enough to be their mother. 100%. That should not be happening. Slowly, we went, we just pull back the the line on where it's acceptable to the point where guys are like, I would love it if I was in that kid's shoes. No, you'd probably be really messed up and end up with problems later. Well, it's like, even if you would love it in the moment, like that, that, that the whole point is that you're 14 and you shouldn't be exposed to that because you don't have the capacity to be able to make those decisions. I was honestly, when you think about this too, because it's this is the point, right? If you don't even have like criminal, what's the word? Well, you take responsibility for your actions. As far as the law goes, you're not even really considered capable of, of knowing right from wrong mm-hmm. or being held responsible for a crime that you commit in a significant way, like as an adult, say, until you're maybe like 10. In the UK, it's 10. In Japan, it's 14. I don't know what it is in the US. I would say 10 or 12 or something like that. How in the hell can you tell me that a child can determine not just if they can have sexual relations with somebody, but whether or not they can change sex, Gender, whether or not they yeah. can yeah. you know, participate in these sort of things. If we can't even by law determine, or we have actually determined, that these kids cannot make responsible choices. Yeah. Well, and I would just want to say this last thing. It's actually very pre- prevalent where the female teacher will sleep with a male mm-hmm. student. That's been happening, Mary Kay Letourneau. It's been happening for a long time. And in culture, though, Sarah, this is why they did that, because shows like South Park and other shows have kind of normalized that. Like, oh, that's cool for the guy. Graduate. Yeah, the graduate. But there's no way of looking at it and it not being child sex abuse. So that's the yeah. problem. It's yeah, child sex abuse, whether it's a boy, girl, it doesn't matter. I mean, I just, like, the amount of people, people who already followed me, so presumably conservatives who were arguing with me about this. I'm like, didn't we just get done fighting against uh, child grooming? Mm-hmm. And now you're telling me it's okay because they're males? Like, 
Are you kidding me? It just blows my mind. Um, but I'm going to get angry if I keep talking about it. So instead, <laughs> Sorry I'm that gonna, I brought it up. <laughs> I'm going to thank our sponsor, Freedom Project Academy. Uh, you know, we're talking about all of this indoctrination, whether it be sexual indoctrination, whether it be indoctrination into things like critical race theory. Um, schools are doing this, and they're doing it like very proudly. They're bragging about indoctrinating your child into very radical things. If you don't want that for your child, you have to try out Freedom Project Academy. Uh, they've perfected live online learning for more than a decade. They're built on Judeo-Christian values. They have a classical curriculum, and they are dedicated to teaching your children how to think, not what to think, and certainly not that leftist propaganda. you got to go to freedomforschool.com. Re request your free information packet today. Get your child enrolled before they fill up. That is freedomforschool.com, freedomforschool.com. I just gave a shout out to a Freedom Project Academy, which I highly recommend that all of you look into. I'm going to give you another example of why. Uh, the National Education Association, which is, of course, one of the largest labor unions in the country, has offered up its new agenda and proposals. Um, look, this is, this is just as bad as you would expect uh, as climate change, foreign affairs, uh, very little like having to do with actual education policy. Um, they're interested in erasing mothers and fathers from discourse. They claim that it's more appropriate to use parents or birthing parent or non-birthing parent when referring to parents. Uh, this is also regardless of what the mothers or fathers would prefer to be called. Um, they're obviously trying to appease trans activists and NEA will inform states and locals of the following sample language that may be put in contracts that is LGBTQIA plus apostrophe SQQ. Okay, I added a couple letters inclusive. <laughs> the language will be as follows. Parental leave instead of maternity leave. Parent instead of mother or father. Birthing parent instead of mother. Uh, the non-birthing parent, like I said before. And they said, using this contract language, members need no worry about how a board of education or solicitor defines maternity leave and all of these other things. The language is an inclusive reflection of how LGBTQIA members build their families. That is really, really good that they are. Um, oh, they also weighed in on gun control legislation, That's stating helpful. members should members should know where their local lawmakers stand on the issue of gun legislation. Uh, and also they met to discuss uh, plans to make COVID vaccines and masking mandatory in schools. So yeah, teachers unions, great. they're against the students and they're creating a whole new language. It's so weird. I just try to, in my mind, kind of formulate what is the future of our language? You know, if they're using birthing persons, taking away women, it's an, it's an attack on women mm -hmm. is what they're doing when they do this stuff. It's also an attack on children. Of course. Who have yeah. to suffer mm -hmm. uh, through all of this BS because they want to, uh, the, the NEA wants to remain woke. I think this is something that has stuck out to me during all the debates about Roe v. Wade and whatnot because I, I have observed a lot just because it's just so volatile. And something that's really, really pissed me off, because you guys know how I feel about the erasure of women through language, mm -hmm. something that's really pissed me off is I go, how on one hand can you be so pro-women and pro, you know, letting you push and ride, but on the other hand, you can't even acknowledge, you can't even acknowledge that women are the ones who give mm -hmm. birth and, mm -hmm. you know, bear over all these sort of things. And so when I hear this type of stuff, it just... It sticks in my guts because the more that we integrate this and the more that we accept it, the more normalized it becomes until we are actually just calling women in these situations birthing people or men in these situations non-birthing people. Like, well, look at Macy there, Gray. There are a million yeah. terms for this that Bad we Hitler. can use. 
men and women. It's pretty simple. It's not that complicated. Well, I mean, kindergarten cop, they nailed it. You know, uh, <laughs> boys have a penis, girls have a vagina, but they can't, you well, know. Well, that is bigotry. A five-year-old knows way more about all, uh, than all of these adults and, today. And one last fact. I never knew what the B in LGBTQ stands for. It's bisexual, so that means you have sex twice a year. I just learned yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's yep. what I learned. Wow. That's a thing. That's interesting. You I don't know something new all that. the time. The internet's crazy. I, but Alex, <laughs> I love that you brought up uh, Macy Gray. So mm-hmm. Macy Gray just recently pushed back against all of this. She's like, yeah, a woman is a woman. Like, that. that's just a fact. Even if you change your parts. Yeah, even if you change your parts, that's you're not a woman. That's just a fact. Bette Midler came out. And it's like, where were these people years ago when we were like, hey, guys, we probably shouldn't let them just erase women. Bette Midler came out and said... Uh, a, sort of the same thing like we we can't let them erase us and it's like you're just now seeing this i think they had to wait till it got to sort of you know like saturation point yeah. for them to turn around and go wait a minute mm, this is not good but it's because they see now the fruit of their labor in a way because they would have supported these movements yeah. and now they're like wait a minute it's like jk rowling i love following jk rowling because now it's like she did i swear yeah damn it <laughs> I'm sorry, it comes out, I can't. J.K. Rowling is, <laughs> as a trans activist, I don't like um, hearing her name, it's a swear word. J.K. JK Rowling, it's like watching her sort of, this is gonna sound weird, but almost like her transition towards like centrism has been hilarious because yeah. now she's hanging out with all these like rad femmes that are like, no, no trans people are allowed. Yeah. No, like women are women and men are men and none of, no more of this. It's been really interesting. I'm like, damn, okay, yeah. Because well, once they see it, you yep. can't unsee it. Yep. And this is the other thing. None of us would be here without our mothers. Like, we all came from a mother, and they're literally trying to delete our moms. Well, I just thought you were pooped on a rock. Exactly. <laughs> I wish I was a poop baby. I wasn't. <laughs> I came out of my mother's womb. So they just want to erase our mothers, and I think that's really the most one of the most disgusting things about the, the narrative right now. We've come full circle. Yeah, yeah we really have. Good times. Um, I just want to, uh, just for everyone, it's just... Uh, the most significant quote of the show has been, I wish I was a poop baby <laughs> by Alex Stein. <laughs> we gotta take a break. We'll be back. <laughs> Here's a video of a leftist therapist who blamed the uh, recent mass shootings not on not on mental illness, or even maybe, I don't know, like guns, which is, I guess, good, but uh, it is, of course, the patriarchy that is to blame, watch. Almost all mass shooters are cisgender men, and for some reason, we don't really talk about men being the primary problem. Can we please blame the patriarchy and not blame mental health? People with mental illness are far more likely to be the victims, not the shooter. Mm. Remember, pinning everything on mental health is also a good way to distract you from focusing on the problem of gun ownership. And you know Mm. it's a distraction because the people in power who blame mental health don't give a about improving access to mental health care. They want you to think that all the shooters are crazy so that they can justify having all their guns. Whatever. I'm not saying anything you don't already know. This is stupid and horrifying. Wow, how much are people paying to go see that therapist? I would, the, the thing that makes me so angry about these people is what they don't realize is that a really big link between mass shooters is fatherlessness uh-huh. Uh-huh. or abuse. Well, yeah. he's like cisgender, straight, white males, and I'm like, did you just see the last one who was... Who's trans, yeah. I mean, it appeared that he had some 
weird identity issues certainly didn't just shout cisgender straight white male to me. Well, what's scary is my biological father, Tucker Carlson, when he recently <laughs> said that, you know, if you look at the increase of psychotropic drugs and you see the increase in shootings, I mean, of course they're going to say, you know, causation or correlation doesn't mean causation, but it's obvious that taking these drugs are not good for, they said it was going to heal mental health when they when these drugs mm -hmm. came out in the 60s and 70s, and it's only gotten dramatically worse. So I think there's a huge connection with the shooting and the, the drugs and medicine people are on. It's also obvious that like you would have to be mentally ill to yeah, go to and shoot. Yeah, to You know, it's like fantasize about. Well, that. right. It's like uh, you're almost like trying to normalize. Well, not almost. They are trying to normalize being mentally ill mm -hmm. as just like something to be celebrated. It succeeded at yeah. normalizing being mentally ill. Yeah, yeah. Because it's like, I, no, I thought that we were all of the agreement that like you had to be mentally ill in order to think that that was a good idea. Now we're saying, no, 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 actually none of them are mentally ill. Don't blame the mentally ill, guys. Well, what's crazy, too, is this was another one that was on the FBI's radar and they just kind of missed. It's a typical thing with these shooters, how they're always on somebody's radar, but they're never, they never able to circumvent it. Mm. Clowns like that therapist don't realize as well that he's only hearing about a small portion of people who participate in, in gun crime and... They're not all white, let me just say that. And they're, mm. uh, and again, fatherlessness is such a huge issue that contributes so significantly yeah. to a lot of this. Broken homes, broken families, abuse, that's all I'll say. Yeah, check out uh, Chicago, mm -hmm. maybe, for starters. All right, we have got to go, but those of you who, uh, I don't know, want to partake in our power hour, we'll be doing it on Stu Does America. It is the 500th episode anniversary. Um, I'll be there, Alex will be there, Chad Prather will be there. It's gonna be a good time, so make sure to tune in. We'll see you there. Stream and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.